I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I've always thought one of the world's great sayings is, if you always stand fast, you'll never get anywhere. And I guess that's true. But you know what? There is a, an alternate to that. And the alternate is some things we just got to keep, I think. So as I'm sitting here in my big, manly, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room, I want to tell you about a phone call from our granddaughter, Cassie. Cassie was talking about politics and how some politicians just go on and on and on and on and on about the same ideas. And I said, yeah, Cass, it's like a, a broken record. There's a pause, and Cassie said, what do you mean, Papa? <laughs> so I remembered her age, I took a deep breath, and I said something like, it means there's a scratch in the record, and it's so bad that the record keeps repeating. Cass said, oh, like a corrupted MP3 file. <laughs> Drawing on my great command of the language, I said, mm, yeah. But, you know, it got me to thinking about stuff that you just don't hear anymore, stuff that's gone. Because sometimes it just disappears, and we don't notice, and I think we should. Things like the click of the channel changer on TV, not the remote, the knob on the TV, the ka-ching of an old-time cash register, a typewriter key hitting paper. Been a long time since you've heard that. The click whir of a rotating phone dial. The clang of a bell in a payphone. A payphone? <laughs> Don't see those anymore. Chalk scraping across a blackboard. That'll wake you up. The rustle of corduroy pants. The grinding sound of a pencil sharpener. The perk perk of a coffee percolator. I've been making instant coffee for a long time. All that stuff is gone. And you know, we didn't notice when it was disappearing. Words are gone, too. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> How about whatchamacallit? My spell checker screamed at me when I tried to write that down. Or jalopy. And we always wanted things to be hunky-dory. Talk to the average pimple person about a hunky-dory, and he will think you mean a muscular rowboat. When is the last time you used a carbon copy, huh? I had a lot of moxie back when I was a lifeguard at Coney Island. But my girlfriend Matilda hung me out to dry one night. When you went to a nice restaurant, you put on your best bib and tucker. And heavens to Betsy, gee willikers and holy moly, if we were lucky, we got in like Flynn. And we were living the life of Riley. <laughs> some expressions just keep kicking around in the back of my head for some reason. I'm, I'm mostly retired now. And what does that mean? Retired. Sounds like I got tired, perked up again, and then got tired again. So I'm retired. Recreation is what lots of us retired people do. So what does recreation mean? Recreation. Sounds like yourself is making itself again while you are distracted by having some fun. And you know what? I found that's pretty much true. Yourself heals itself when you get out of your own way. As Big Louie, the head guy of the Louie Louie generation, always says, 
The older you get, the more important it is that you don't act your age. And if you have any moving parts left, for crying out loud, move them. Because when you move them, you're paying attention to them. You don't want your moving parts to just disappear. Because some things we got to keep. Dicks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's poking you in the ribs all night out the other ear, and you can grab a grin and win. There is a sign in a national park in North Carolina that says, if you are surprised by a bear, don't run. Guess bears must like fast food. <laughs> if the answer is the truth shall set you free, what is the question? If the answer is the truth shall set you free, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. Black widow spiders kill their mates right after sex. Must believe in stopping the snoring before it starts. Whales can communicate with each other over a distance of hundreds of miles. Now, get get the picture of this, right? There's this one ma- whale, and he's, he's out there, and he says, Hey, Joe, can you hear me now? <laughs> If the answer is the truth shall set you free, the question is, what'll happen if you tell your boss what you really think of him? The truth shall set you free. (laughs) Another good example of the fact that trouble usually starts out looking like fun. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com, or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com. Please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So, thank you very much. I'm sure by now you have heard the expression, life is a sexually transmitted disease, right? Wouldn't it be interesting to meet the guy who invented sex and see what he's working on now? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I like words. And I sometimes wonder why we call it sex. And I, the, the only thing I can figure is it's, it's probably a lot more efficient than calling it, oh, God, oh, God, yes, 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 mm, ooh, ah, I. <laughs> Actually, sex is never the answer. Sex is the question. And hopefully the answer will be usually, oh, yes. I wonder if re- it's really premarital sex, if you don't really plan on getting married, huh? And how come if a man uses suggestive language to a woman, it's sexual harassment? But if a woman uses suggestive language to a man, it's what, $5 a minute? (laughs) I like words. And I like the voices that say the words. Even though sometimes the voices are so quiet that the words are hard to understand. The voices in the other room are quiet and intense. You're almost sure the woman just said your name. You're trying not to listen. But how can you help yourself? You put them together. On purpose. She's an artist and a friend of yours. That's why you invited her for the weekend. She makes a very good living working as a graphics consultant. But her real passions are oil painting, pottery, and passion itself. 
You've been there, you've seen her eyes slowly close as she shapes the glistening wet pottery clay between her fingers. It's so personal and so sensual that you feel like you shouldn't be watching. You've seen the small droplets of sweat form just above her lips when she's working on the painting that she calls The Lover's First Night. If you were a man, you'd give anything for just a few minutes of that kind of hot, tender lust. You've been married for ten years now. You two were just kids. Now you have kids of your own. Your husband works very hard and very long hours. He's a chef. He's a good man. And he takes good care of you and the kids. You're taking a few years off from your career as a speech therapist to bring up the kids. It's a calculated risk with the way school budgets have been going. But the youngest isn't even a year old yet, and being there for these first vital formative years is more important to you than the money. For the last couple of years, it seems like both you and your husband have been constantly tired. It's not surprising with how tight your schedules have been. The one time you've had sex in the last year was when you got pregnant again. That's why you've enjoyed knowing your artist friend so much. She seems so energetic and vital and so sexy. You've tried to learn how to be that way again from watching her. It seems to be working a little, certainly is tonight. Listening to those quietly intense voices in the other room. You said you had to get up early, so you were going to bed. You told your husband to stay up and entertain her. And you don't hear their voices anymore. that she was taking when the voices got so quiet that the words were hard to understand. It was a risk. But she understood that it's passion that powers our lives. As far as I know, she feels that the risk was worth taking because she's feeling passionately alive again. The story is called Painting, Poetry, and Passion. It's from My Night Connections 2 Spoken Word CD. If you like it, you're welcome to just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, check out the Night Connections 2 icon on the homepage. Some stuff is gone out of our lives and we don't even notice. Some stuff we gotta we gotta hang on to. Some words and expressions are just gone, you know, like I'll see you in the funny papers. Don't take any wooden nickels. Not for all the tea in China. Some things are gone, too. You know, lava lamps, fedoras, poodle skirts, pedal pushers, saddle shoes, records, LPs, 45s, 
Yes, 78s. I remember them. Telephone booths are gone. Cursive handwriting is on its way out. How are you going to sign your name if you don't know how to write in cursive? I get worried that too much personal stuff is going on, what they call the cloud. You know, I, I, I understand that I'm a dinosaur, but I am also a pilot. I fly a plane, and I know from clouds, and I don't trust them. And how about passion? You know, I'm, I'm really scared that we could be losing that too, and I want to keep it. I see men and women sitting at a table in the diner texting somebody else on their smartphones instead of talking to each other. Now, they walked into that place together so there was at least a little bit of consent going on. A man and a woman. At least a little consent. That's that's called the camel's nose under the tent, that, that little consent. You know, and if, if they've been together so long that they run out of things to say, why can't he just hold her hand and look at her? Big Louie always says, you can never tell when something wonderful is going to happen. But if you're watching life unfold on your smartphone screen, you're probably not going to notice. I know from corrupted MP3 files, but I'm not sending my CDs, my DVDs, my checkbook the password for my front door, for crying out loud, and and all of the pictures, the pictures, the pictures are memories, and I'm not trusting my memories to some cloud. And I am proud to tell you that our granddaughter Cassie may not agree, but she understands. Because when I had my little airplane, she used to fly with me in the clouds, so she at least understands why I don't trust them. And when she comes to visit, we talk and laugh We sometimes cry a little together. Cassie, my lady wonder wench, and me. And I am never letting that stuff go. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.